Reading from Shimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 5, Text 36. Shi Dakshavacha Ahasaho Saturnam Saturing Denanastaya Asadvakar Yapar Kanam Dikshur Margapadashita. Translation. You want to know the number? No, I'm, re- I'm recording. Oh, you're recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're recording. Japani Daksha said, Alas, Narda Muni, you wear the dress of a saintly person, but you are not actually a saint. Indeed, although I am now in Grihasta life, I am a saintly person. By showing my sons the path of renunciation, you have done me an abominable injustice. Purport. Um, Prajapati Daksha was certainly a sadhu because he had executed such great austerities that Supreme Personality of Godhead Lord Vishnu had appeared before him. Nevertheless, he had a fault-finding mentality. He improperly thought Narada Muni to be a sadhu or non-saintly because Narada had foiled his intentions. Narada Muni, taking advantage of his son's highly elevated position in austerity, instructed them to become Vaishnavas in the renounced order. This is the duty of Narada Muni and his followers. They must show everyone the path of renouncing this material world and returning home back to Godhead. If a young man immediately adopts the path of renounced order in accordance with the instructions of Narada, or member of his disciplic succession, his parents become very angry. The same phenomenon is occurring in our Krishna consciousness movement because we are instructing all the young boys in the Western countries to follow the path of renunciation. We allow Grihasta life, but a Grihasta also follows the path of renunciation. Even a Grihasta has to give up so many bad habits that his parents think his life has been practically destroyed. We allow no meat eating, no illicit sex, no gambling, and no intoxication. And consequently, the parents wonder how, if there are so many no's, one's life can be positive. In the Western countries especially, these four prohibited activities practically constitute the life and soul of the modern population. Just therefore, parents sometimes dislike our movement, just like Pradhapati Daksha dislike the activities of Narada. Nevertheless, although parents may be angry at us, we must perform our duty without hesitation because we are in disciplic succession from Narada Muni. So, um, shall I bring some water? Okay, yeah, would be okay. that would be good. Yes. Warm or no? Just neutral. Okay. So, um, Prabhupada was saying that the parents of our devotees. Uh, we're not so satisfied. We're not so satisfied with us. 
Um, my parents were okay, but some parents had a problem. My parents had eight children, so you know what's the <laughs> eight. Yeah, I was the oldest of eight, so if one goes, you know, he's still got seven left. <laughs> and they were pious. They were so actually pious, so they accepted it. Uh, but Govinda Dasi's parents didn't like it. He um, he came up to Govinda Dasi when Prabhupada was there in the temple in Dallas, Texas. And there were also many Indian people there too, and they came up to hear what he was going to say. Uh, so the, the father said, how come you're giving my daughter Indian name? <laughs> and Prabhupada said, you don't like Indians? <laughs> what a thing to say, you know, and here all these Indians are surrounding him and he's like, <laughs> well, Prabhupada knew what to say. And then the man said, yeah, yeah, I like Indians, okay, but why did you have to give her an Indian name? <laughs> so then Prabhupada said, well, if your daughter is happy, aren't you also happy? You want to make her happy, right? <laughs> so then he had to agree. Another time was Chagacharini. Um, she married Burijan Prabhu, and uh, she didn't tell her parents. And it, she was a famous actress. Came in the newspaper, famous actress forced to marry <laughs> Japanese monk by <laughs> cult. Japanese monk? <laughs> yeah, because they got married in Hong Kong. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. But he was she, American. Yeah, he's American. She was sent to Hong Kong. You know, they never met each other. And, you know, they never met each other, but it was the order that she should marry him. And she was sent to Hong Kong. To, it was like that. Was a, I, I, um, so then Prabhupada's... Then Jagatrini came and Prabhupada mar uh, met, met her parents. Their parents came to meet Prabhupada and... And so Prabhupada opened up the conversation. He said, so your daughter is doing the best thing for your family. She is going to liberate you. <laughs> and then the man, he was a bit flustered and he thought, didn't know what to say. He said, yeah, we always knew she'd do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Prabhupada knew. He said, yes, don't think she has left you. She is doing the best thing for your family. But it was crazy in, in the old days. It was like uh, one, one of my friends, one of my god sisters, got married. She phoned her mother and said, Oh, Mom, guess what? I'm getting married. So then she, her mom said, So what's your husband's name? She said, Wait a minute, let me ask him. <laughs> and the mother said, You're crazy. And put the phone down. <laughs> that was the old days. <laughs> So you know, normal, you can see why the parents might not be so happy. <laughs> so Daksha was also not happy with Narada Muni, but Prabhupada said that this was a fault in his mentality. He was accusing Narada Muni of not being a devotee, not being saintly, and that I, he is a real devotee. So uh, his attitude was wrong. And in the Nectar of Instruction, it's described that uh, 
advancement in Krishna consciousness depends on the attitude of the follower. That we, if we cultivate the right attitude, then we can make advancement in spiritual life. And so, when you have the fault-finding mentality, then it breaks your tender bhakti creeper, causes unhappiness. A Krishna consciousness is supposed to be susukam, a joyful process. In fact, that's a symptom of the mode of goodness. If you're happy, you're in the mode of goodness. If you're not happy, that means passion and ignorance has struck you. So be careful, be careful. So Daksha was accused by his daughter Sati that uh, you only find faults in others, but Lord Shiva, he doesn't find fault with anyone. Uh, that's who Daksha criticized. He criticized Lord Shiva. Um, Lord Shiva doesn't find fault with anyone, but if someone has a little good quality, he magnifies it. But unfortunately, you have found fault with such a great soul. And so this is uh, among the uncommonly good souls, there are gradations, and the best one is one who accepts an insignificant good quality of a person and magnifies it. So Prabhupada was like that. One time in Los Angeles, he said, if we're not for the chanting of Maha Mantra, you boys and girls could not do anything because you've taken so many drugs, your minds are finished. But because you're chanting Hare Krishna, uh, uh, you, you uh, are getting all these temples and facilities and everything and making devotees. So one, one devotee, Sudama uh, Swami Goswami, he, he said to Prabhupada, you know other devotees are criticizing me because I don't know enough Sanskrit, I don't quote slokas. So Prabhupada said, no, you're a darn good preacher. You preach with your heart. And Krishna sees that. You're, and you make nice samosas. <laughs> <laughs> and you chant beautifully. So what else is needed? Don't make things so complicated. It's simple. It's very simple. So Prabhupada always saw the good. The problem is nowadays there's so much negativity in the air that we're influenced, and we see negative also. We see we're influenced by the negativity. So this is a problem. It's, it's good to see positive. Uh, in fact, um, in this Kali Yuga, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, in the first canto, eighth chapter, it describes there is a concession for this age that if you think some good thoughts, think of doing something good, you will get the result of doing, actually performing it, even if it's just in your mind. If you think something bad, you won't get the result. Special for Kali Yuga. <laughs> Special concession. So, that's, so there's some truth in these New Age people who say you should think positive. You should think positive. It, it, it is very helpful. <coughs> and if you think negative, you, could, you, you may start doing the very thing that you criticize somebody else for doing. Just like Burijan, he gives he gave an example of one time he was sitting across from somebody who was eating prasadam, and the devotee had his leg up and his hand on his <laughs> head, and he was eating, and he said, "How can he eat like that? What? How can he sit like that? It's terrible!" And after two weeks of meditating on it, he started sitting. Like that. <laughs> it's like we have to be careful. Side effect. Huh? Side effect. Yeah, yeah, it's a reaction. Yeah. 
to negative thinking, negative meditation. So we have to be very careful what we think. Yes, it's known that uh, in material revolutions, those who make the revolution, they meditate so much on those they make revolution against. Mm, yeah. And they become like them. They become they like them, exactly, when they yeah. come to power. That's what I saw when I was part of the hippie movement, that they want revolution, but I said, but they're just doing the same thing that they're complaining against others for. So what's the use of it? So that's why we like Prabhupada's revolution, revolution of the heart, change the heart of all the people of the world by Srimad Bhagavatam. That was Prabhupada's revolution. So if you, um, what to do if you see someone not doing bhakti properly? Uh, well, you should take a mirror and look at yourself and ask the question, am I seeing this fault because this fault is somewhere in me? We should think like that, okay, let me look at myself first and see if that fault is, is inside me. And so um, the way to change uh, other people in ISKCON is to be an example of what you want to see. That's the, that's the way to do it. So also we need some good qualities like patience and forgiveness because we have to live with many people um, in the society and, and patience is important and forgiveness is important. Um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has said that the behavior of a Madhyamadikari, a preacher, uh, they should neglect the envious people and the worst kind of envious person is one who has no mercy. Mercy or tolerance, forgiveness, these are important qualities to cultivate on the spiritual path as devotees, especially living with other devotees. Um, in his comment on Rupa Goswami's Upadishamrita Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes, Shama koro kartavya dayo at yavashak The duty of a devotee is to practice forgiveness. The nature of a devotee is he excuses any offense by an ignorant rascal. Characteristic of all saintly persons to be kind towards the far, poor and fallen. And Bhagavatam Jamadagni tells his son, Parsharam, the duty of a Brahmin is to cultivate the quality of forgiveness. And this is this is how Brahmins are known, because they have forgiveness. So we're supposed to be above the Brahmins, we're Vaishnavas. So therefore it's very important for us. The Supreme Lord is very pleased with those who are forgiving. And this is the antidote to anger. If you have anger, if you have a problem controlling your anger, forgiveness is the antidote. It is the one thing you can do. So the word Vaishnava refers to a devotee of Vishnu. And so one who works for Vishnu or represented of Vishnu, he is a Vaishnava and he's, he serves under supervision of senior devotees. And one category of senior devotees in this world are the demigods. Did you know that? They are senior devotees. <laughs> And we worship them as Vaishnavas. We don't worship them as the supreme gods. So as, as the representatives of the Lord, they are qualified to judge the good and bad qualities 
of the conditioned souls in this world. In that sense, we could say a devotee, to me a devotee means to work in the Lord's courtroom. So we have two choices of, about which court we want to work in. The first court is that of Yamarash. He's counting the sins and the mistakes of everyone, helping Chandragupta, we can help Chandragupta count the sins. Or we can work in the court of Lord Nityananda. Um, so we'll see what's the difference. What does it mean to be an assistant to Chitragupta? Papinam papagaranam yakarotinaradama astitve tul a fault finder is Naradama, lowest of mankind. If the sins are true, the person who is counting them will equally share the sins of the sinner. If the sins are false, if the accusation is false, you get double the reaction mm. of what, the, <laughs> what you said. So, be aware. <laughs> Don't judge others. And that's one thing we learn from the pastime of Daksha is that uh, here we see Daksha, he was uh, in a high position, he had a very high position in the universe. He was like, he was a son of Brahma, he was a procreator, his effulgence was amazing. When he walked into the assembly everybody stood up except Lord Shiva and that's why he cursed Lord Shiva and he criticized Lord Shiva for not standing up. But why didn't Lord Shiva stand up? Because he was offering obeisances every moment to the super-soul in the heart. He, was not, he, he didn't see the body of Daksha. He just saw the Lord in the heart, and he was offering obeisances mentally in trance. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't see the material body or the material effulgence. So intelligent devotees, they aspire to work in the court of Lord Nityananda. Who is described Adosha Darshimor Prabhu Nityananda Nabodino Hanu Prabhu Charanaravinda. <coughs> He's Adosha Darshi, he never sees the faults of others. So the poet says, Nita is more Prabhu, my Lord. Why is he my Lord? Because I have so many faults and he doesn't see faults, so better I worship Nityananda. <laughs> He won't see my faults. He's so intoxicated with love of God, he just accepts everyone who comes in front of him. He doesn't, he doesn't judge. So from Daksha, we should learn not to judge from appearances. Daksha was a very high position. Lord Shiva was in the crematorium, smeared with ashes, had no house, no proper house even. And um, so who, but who, who is the real Vaishnava? Lord Shiva or Daksha? Lord Shiva. He's transcendental. Daksha was in the performing devotional service in the mode of ignorance. So he, he yeah. So um, what does it mean to worship Lord Nityananda? As one worships the sun with the fire of a giwak, one worships Ganga with Ganga water, one worships Nityananda by being forgiving to others. That's how you worship Nityananda. So we, so we, if we are busy finding faults with others, then we're not worshiping Nityananda, but we're working in the court of Yamraj. So if we want to work for Nityananda, then we have to give up fault finding and the propensity to hold grudges. So was there in Chaitanya Chaitamrita, this also says, it's a qualification of a Vaishnava that he is Adosha Darshi. 
He never sees other faults. So there's a story. There was one Brahmin, and across the street from the Brahmin lived a prostitute. And so the Brahmin was looking at the prostitute and thinking, wow, she's so low. She was counting all the people who were coming to the prostitute. <laughs> and the, meanwhile, the prostitute was meditating on the Brahmin, and she was counting, oh, how pious he is, and look at all the people coming for a blessing. She was counting. So time of death, where did the Brahmin go? He went to hell, and the prostitute was elevated. <laughs> Depending on your meditation, whatever your mind is thinking of the time of death, that's where you will go. So we need to get the mercy of Lord Nityananda. Uh, in his purport to Chaitanya Chaitamrita, His Divine Grace, describes our eligibility. It's a qualification of a Vaishnava that he is a dosha darshi. He never sees others' faults. So in our lives we have a choice, we have a decision to make. Which court are we going to work in? Yamaraja's court? Or are we going to work for Lord Nityananda? We're going to count everyone's sins or are we going to... Uh, See, see the good. And um, one thing to consider in your decision is whichever court you work in, you will be judged in that court. <laughs> so we should go, we should try to worship Lord Nityananda. You have Nityananda here. So he's come in person to accept your worship. They're very, very fortunate, as Pankajangri, I heard, was saying. You, uh, it's a one-life uh, program. And they don't see the faults, and they will accept you if you just do some wonderful little service. But don't offend devotees. So this is uh, the we have to be careful. We have to be careful. It's true they won't see your faults, but if you offend devotees, then then that's uh, that is cutting your devotional creeper. So I'll stop here. Any questions or comments? You can I mean, he was saying the same thing, exactly the same thing. That, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. That, uh, okay, Lord in the same mood that, uh, that, uh, colleague of people, uh, they may think they have some qualification of Dharma, but there is no qualification at all. Mm. But therefore, they come and they give this. Yeah, you know, chanting, dancing, feasting, and right, and then but. So if you accept that yeah. simple thing, yeah, association with devotees, mm. and proper that it's so simple, Christian consciousness, you might just miss it. It's mm. too simple. <laughs> and <laughs> then, simple. Uh, but this one thing, he mentioned over a few times that uh, not be inimical to devotees. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the. Yeah, we have. So to I have a question there uh, of of all these uh, different faults you can have, but uh, uh, how how is it that Lord Chaitanya Ramachandra they they will not notice any disqualification, but this one. But this one. This one with the. Yeah, because um, why why. They don't notice other disqualifications. Well, why they notice this? Why they notice the this others? one? Because um, for for the Lord, 
the Lord keeps the devotee in his heart. So if you offend the devotee, you hurt the Lord's heart. You give pain to the Lord's heart. And the other ones, they, are, they, will, they will go. If you're a devotee, uh, the bad qualities will go. And uh, so they, that's not so important as if you offend their dear one. If they have, like, Prabhupada was a dear one, Krishna's dear one. If you offend Prabhupada, then, then it will be a very difficult job for you. Very difficult job. Yeah, I'm just seeing something really heavy on the internet today. If you don't perfect this life, then millions of lives <laughs> gap. I really haven't think heavy thing Prabhupada said. If you don't, yeah, but Prabhupada was, you know, he he also said many merciful things like, okay, maximum three lives. <laughs> but. To the devotee, there was one of my godbrothers who did offend Prabhupada by asking him blessings to go to another guru. And Prabhupada said, millions of lives, <laughs> you won't get a guru. So that one, that one, met, that, that's an example. That was an example. Yeah, right. And Prabhupada talks about it in a lecture. He said, if, if I'm not the guru, then how can I give you blessings? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <coughs> there is a letter that's been going now on internet that don't go to outside, uh, outside ISKCON for instruction. A letter written in 1976. So this person was doing that. Yeah. How long time did it hmm. how long time did it take for Doctor to know? I mean, he, he how long time every lesson he lost his head. He lo yeah, he got the head of a goat his next birth. That was before I think. And then he, he first yeah, first he was Daksha, then he got the head of a goat, yeah. and, and then, then he, he and the, it, it was all yes. We're just we were just reading this in the last place we were. So I, <coughs> it was in Swayamuvamanu. <coughs> he got his next birth. It was from the Prachetas. He got uh, birth as Daksha again. Mm. That was in Swayamuvamanu, but he didn't get his a nice position or opulence. He did austerities for. Five manus until Chakshushamanu, and then he got uh, the Lord came. He offered prayers. The Lord came and gave him the position of that he had before of Prajapati. But now again he uh, he then he again he is uh, blaspheming Narada Muni. So it it seems like his heart didn't change that much. Again he he. Yeah, it took him five manus. So, okay, one manu is 71 times a thousand yuga cycle. No, a thousand. 71. Yeah, 71 times a thousand yuga cycle? Not a thousand. No. 71 uh, yuga times yuga cycle. 71 times the four yuga cycles. Yeah. 71 times four. 
then five of times five of those, mm. five that's, manus. That's <coughs> one point five billion years. Yeah, he had to wait one point five billion years. <laughs> but he had a long life. He must be still living too. Okay. He must be still. I mean, he lived through five manus out of fourteen. Well, there's one interesting thing about Daksha that he he actually pleased Lord Vishnu so much that Vishnu appeared in front of him. Yeah, I know. But still, after that, he 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 uh, yeah he, he, he messed up again. So, in other words, even if we have a sp strong spiritual experience. And we may see the Lord face to face. So that doesn't mean we are doesn't fully mean Krishna conscious. Huh? Exactly, exactly. No. Still make mistakes. Yeah, the demigods, they see the Lord so many times. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> still, they're not perfect. They're, they're still trying. They're Sakam devotees. Devotees who have Misha, they're mixed with material desires. So they're they're still trying. They're still advancing in spiritual life. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for a wonderful lecture. It's so important to hear all that. Um, I have like many questions actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but one thing like you mentioned just about uh, that this Shilpa statement uh, that uh, if you don't perfect this life, it means like millions of life uh, ahead again. Uh, I never heard it. Uh, yeah, I know. I just saw it on the internet. If you miss this opportunity, again, back. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he was referring to. Yeah. So it's not good to take it out of context. I yeah. was just saying yeah. Yeah. that, uh, <laughs> yeah. watch out. <laughs> Be careful. Be alert. But get the mercy of Nityananda. I was also hearing about the opposite, Kripa, Kripa City. What does it mean to get the mercy, special mercy, from the devotee? The devotee is giving you, here, take, 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 and he, he was shoving in one devotee's stomach. <laughs> you don't even want it, but he's, he's forcing you to take it. <laughs> so that's Kripa, that's mercy, um, devotee. We are mercy cases, so the Lord may be forcing us sometimes <laughs> to take it. And if we take it, then that's our benefit. Sometimes Sunday feast is too big. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Sunday feast is? It's too opulent. Too opulent. Yeah, 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 right. It's just, yeah, I've had that experience. Right. <coughs> I was thinking how much I should eat, but then I, you know, oh, it's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking like how to, uh, it's said for example if one is proud, if one is always offensive, the pride makes one offensive, uh, in one way or another, or one is in a mode of passion and ignorance, one is not yet purified, so mm. it's unavoidable practically to not yeah. to be offensive. How to deal with this difficult situation? Yeah, well we have to pray like Lord Brahma prayed for protection in his verses for creative empowerment in Canto 3, Chapter 9. He said, uh, please protect me from fall down due to pride and due to deviation, two things, pride and deviation. So, yeah, he was 
He was, he was, he, Brahma was afraid of that because he thought when I, because he's the creator, that's a big, big position. So, uh, you know, you, you could be proud if you created the universe. Mm -hmm. it, it could, you know, <laughs> it could, could happen. So he, he was afraid of that and so he was praying for protection and Prabhupada in the purport said, we should be always constantly praying for protection from fall down. Is that in second canto? No, third canto, chapter nine. Third canto. Three nine. Yeah. yeah, Brahma's prayers are in third canto, chapter nine. When he wakes up in the morning, he forgets how to create, yeah. and then he prays for in, uh, inspiration mm -hmm. and empowerment. Mm -hmm. Is it that now, during your lecture, I remember this, which I forgot. It, it was maybe as a, when I was back in, so I learned that. Some senior devotee was like telling on a lecture that yeah that we should be so strict with ourselves to not to criticize devotees. So if the tendency is there, so we just bite rather our tongue. Like physically, we kind of stop ourselves, you know, from doing it because it's such a destructive, self-destructive thing. Um, but I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Too long time ago. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So is it like this, this should be our actually serious attitude to spiritual life to protect it by understanding that uh, we are in such a dangerous situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we need to pray, yeah. always. But it's also one thing that Pankajangarabha was repeating that, that Uh, you can't be indifferent to Maya unless you mm. get a higher taste. Mm. So, part of uh, what's the name? protecting yourself from offenses is to take to take uh, all opportunities for a higher taste. Oh, okay, that's a nice because thing. That's take all our two opportunities for a higher taste. Mm. Huh. Yeah, because... Uh, Can you repeat? I'm sorry. If, if, if one is too... Uh, what to say? It's a fact that we are... We, we, uh, our initiation is to chant Hare Krishna and then with the mm. understanding to chant Hare Krishna with respect that means avoiding offenses. Because we have to respect Shastra, Guru, Vaishnava, Holy Name. We have to, it's about respect. You can't chant and have disrespect at the same time. Right. There won't be so much effect. So that's what we are initiated into. To chant with respect. Chant with respect. Yes. Yeah, chant with respect for the givers of the name and the name and so on. <coughs> Don't abuse the name yeah. for sinful activities and things like that. It has yeah. to do with respect. It means to think it has some value. So then the positive, so you can be, you can think like, oh, I, I, I cannot do this, I cannot do this, I cannot do this, I cannot. Yes, but, but uh, to better be equipped for that, uh, take the opposite, take the positive. Mm, right. Yeah. And that is yeah. what Sankirtan is the positive. It's, it's about appreciation, it's about uh, mm -hmm. glorification, and uh, more and more of that, 
this is the medicine <coughs> and because uh, otherwise it, it could be a little bit uh, impersonal it's a netty netty net, not this not this not we're not going to do this and not going to do this but what and uh, and uh, if you if you if you see songs of Atarius they they reason like this they also they 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 uh, present or expose their uh, fallen position. <coughs> you know, even they fallen position also that they are offensive, or whatever. But they are looking to the mercy. Mm -hmm. They're not absorbed in the negative. They're looking to yeah. the mercy. Right. That's your absorption. And, uh, and, 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 and that is called you like Pankajanov said that the, the, if you're going to look for your qualifications, what Papa said, your qualification is, I gave you it. <laughs> and it's the same that the qualification is Lord Jetana gives. <coughs> and uh, you accept. <coughs> right. And uh, then you can be more absorbed in that. That's uh, also. <laughs> anyway, I, I, uh, that's what one Pankajanov was. He was really pointing out this po positive. Yeah, the positive side we have to. You remember Lochitana difficult to become easy. Easy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. And easy things become difficult if you forget. Yeah. Lochitanya. night we have to remember Lord Chaitanya very intensively. I got a message that it is a, how do you call it? Moon eclipse? Oh, moon yes. eclipse, yeah. This night? Partial. Partial. Partial or whatever. It's full moon. No, it's partial. Here it's partial. It's Purnima, but it's not full eclipse. Ah, okay. In India it's full eclipse. Yeah, not here. Not here. And that is a very, how do you say, threatening atmosphere. I got a long instruction <laughs> from uh, someone who is researching the Bhaktivedanta hospital. I read it, but no, this is too much. You know, yeah. You yeah, you can't follow all the rules. Over, over your everything, don't keep any prasadam in the night, and mm -hmm. don't have any material ex activities in the night. You just get up at this time and go to sleep that time, and you chant Hare Krishna all the time. And it's like, you know, I was thinking, who can do that? And I was thinking, okay, we just chant Hare Krishna, take shelter, and Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda, and then I just turn it off. What can we do? <laughs> there has been moon eclipses before yeah. in my 40 years in Krishna consciousness, and I still. 40 years? And you survived. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are still. I'm still here. <laughs> At least somewhat. Quite a few. Yeah. yeah, there was not like just once. Yeah. Sun eclipse, some partial. There was. I remember I was at the manor one time. Yeah. There was one, I don't want to mention the name, there was one sannyasi there. He confessed that he went to have a look at the moon eclipse. Later he fell down. Oh. So <laughs> for me that was, uh oh, that's uh, <laughs> uh, a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, you know, what do you call it? Utmana. 
uh, that you challenge the fact that. The I don't know if it was the connection, but. Uh, Coincidence. Danger never stop. Yes. Okay. Aglaistishita Prabhupada Hare Krishna.